Daniel, you need an Apple Watch. Yeah. You you miss. <laughs> you never have. We've talked about this, but you never have your phone on you. Mm-hmm. You miss mm-hmm. so many important things. Mm-hmm. Like us being here tonight. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so sorry. But it was such a happy surprise. <laughs> well, it could have been an awkward surprise. Because it, it was like hours ago that Jordan texted and said, hey, start <sighs> cooling off the attic. And then we don't hear anything. So like a couple hours later, I'm like, hey, we're going to get there at 730. A couple hours. Did I miss hours of text? Mm. Probably. And then we get here and the front door is not unlocked. And we're like, hmm. So we, we know the code to come in the side. And we come in the side and Ben like comes staggering off the couch. He's like, whoa. What, you're recording tonight? Y'all are recording tonight? And then you just feel like you did a home invasion. Mm-hmm. Which we did. <laughs> actually. I was putting Charlie down. And then y'all comes down and is like. What? <laughs> she comes down with a bottle. She's like, oh, I just totally forgot about a this. A bottle of milk. Yeah, about to say, you, you said, you've now said that Ben came staggering off the couch <laughs> and she came. Like, hey, she was just I'm, naked with a bottle of tequila. calling it like I see it. Oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> what did you, do you wondered who came in your house? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard, what did I hear? I heard Knox bark and like the door close and then. That was all up when I was up in Charlie's room. And then as I was coming down the stairs, I heard voices. I'm like, who could that be? <laughs> Just your At co-workers. This hour? <laughs> At this hour. At this hour of 730. Uh, so now we're in a very hot attic. Y'all, hot it is here. probably 100 in here. We um, actually, well, maybe it's 100. For the first time, had to open the attic window and there's not a screen. So like we're up up high. The Windows completely open, and now Angela is having to try to keep herself from jumping out. <laughs> I just feel apparently like a window without a screen <laughs> on a second floor is just like it's like a vortex jump, just sucking you in. Jump! Oh God! Jump. I know. Do but you it, feel like the gravity is more intense? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird! Yeah, don't look at it. I'm fine with I'm an open window. I have looking at it. <laughs> I have no intent of jumping. Speaking of gravity, I, yeah. I feel like had we finished watching Arrival last week, we could have Arrival, ha- Arrival, not Arrival, Inception. Uh, in- no, not Inception. Uh, uh, Stellar, Interstellar. Interstellar. <laughs> Sorry, Arrival is actually very similar, kind of right. Oh, is that an actual? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's aliens and it's oh. uh, Hawkeye and I forget who. Yeah, that. but this wasn't aliens per se. Anyway, mm. I wanted to say per se. Yeah, we tried. We tried to watch it. No, we did. And we did watch it. We I did. Just, just it was half. so long. Three quarters. Yeah, I just had to go home, but I've been meaning to finish it mm-hmm. because I think I was finally understanding it. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, how how did you feel watching that movie with us? I felt like y'all are idiots. Mm. <laughs> idiots? Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't, wasn't not, expecting not you, that. Heather. I wasn't either. Not you, Heather. <gasps> No, no, no. Why idiots? Because, well, mainly just Danielle. <laughs> sorry, sorry <laughs> about the roast tonight. Yeah. It was just what first, do you mean? first of all, she spent the whole movie telling us how she had seen it three times before, but did not mm. remember a single thing mm-hmm. about the movie. And then right before she left, I feel like she's like, well, I think I only actually saw it twice. <laughs> one, and no, one, and one and a half times. One and a half times. One and a half times. So she embellishes in case anybody had not figured that out yet. But that doesn't make her an idiot. Well, the movie was confusing. Okay. We paused a lot. And we were yeah. trying to process and sort mm-hmm. and go back over, like, what did you miss? Mm-hmm. This was important. Well, I knew that the key, the key to the movie was gravity. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just the amount of times I said gravity, is that why I'm dumb? Tell the me why I'm so dumb. The key to the movie is gravity? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> gravity was, was that's had to how, do with the time listen, travel. Listen, that's how he made the marks with the books. And that's the, the thing about yeah. black holes. Mm-hmm. It's just And the time. And changing time. Yeah. And space. Yeah. Well, I still haven't yeah. finished it. And it was like Dust Bowl. It was like 1920s mm-hmm. America, but it wasn't 1920s. It's a great movie if you have the time to watch it. You know what you shouldn't watch even if you have the time? Ooh. What? Here, I'm going to get continued to be roasted. What? Oppenheimer. Oh, well, don't. <gasps> oh, no. You saw it. I'm possibly seeing it tomorrow. Don't say okay. anything. So. Why did you well, go enjoy see it. it? No, we saw it. Why did I go see yeah. it? Yeah. I thought we were for were all we the not reasons gonna everyone else. Were, I, oh, gratuitous I, were we not seeing it together? Yeah. Okay, not gratuitous at all. Mm. In fact, I purposely held my pee because I was worried I was going to miss the gratuitous <laughs> boobs. And then I saw it and I was like, well, that couldn't be it, but I really have to pee. So I went and peed and I came back, checked in with Ben. I didn't miss mm-hmm. any nudity. And then that was it. So it wasn't I, good. I was so confused why it was such a big deal. Hmm. No, but her 
Well, I could say a lot of things. It's an hour too long. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Don't watch it at home. You will fall asleep. Mm-hmm. How long is it? Three, Three hours. hours. <gasps> Where did you see it? Whoa. Ugh. Well, we saw it at the um, Inwood Theater. Oh, I, no. know. Garbage. I know. Garbage. But even if it had been the best theater in the world. Ugh. Oh. But you should see it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to see it. I mean, it. you don't think she understands <laughs> things anyway, so yeah. maybe you'll enjoy it. Do you want to break down, like, you know, nuclear fission or anything like that or hmm. is it basically can, can gravity you, fusion or fission i don't know i really don't know yeah exactly is it, was it fusion boom <laughs> so to speak <laughs> pun intended mm-hmm. yeah all right she got you there jordan yep i did that's i feel like okay. one for danielle yeah absolutely good job mm-hmm. um what's your computer doing angela it's on a screensaver oh. because i haven't googled anything i have my computer today that's great i wish you didn't <sighs> okay. Are we talking at a much slower pace because of the heat? Yes. Plus, we it's don't know what slower. we're talking about. Oh, okay. Maybe my brain is <laughs> fried. Processing slower. Yes. Possibly. Possibly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I could bring up an article we could talk about, but then it might open up a whole conversation I don't want to have tonight. <gasps> oh no! I, I oh, love my the God. <laughs> She's Reaction. excited. I'm like, it was, get me out what? of here. Launch well, was, me to the moon. Do you know? I, does Heather know about this? No. I guess some report must have come out. I I just skimmed a few like articles, like very few details, but multiple sources, like Wall Street Journal, MSN, all these things are are reporting on mm-hmm. it, and basically it's saying that mm-hmm. after the pandemic, people, I think specifically more in our age bracket, are just not going back to church. Oh, oh. we're going there. Hey-o. Yeah, it, that's it, true. It, it IDs a lot of stuff, though, that's like if I had to give the, uh, how would you say it? I don't know. I guess like the the reasons that I've chosen not to go mm-hmm. back to church, <laughs> and it seems like it's pretty similar for other people, and it's... Um, I think COVID helped you when you were stuck at home. It helped you evaluate... The things in your life that actually were <clears throat> fulfilling, you know, bringing you joy, were of great value. Like, I feel like it was a time to process what you consume your life with mm. and then to figure out what was truly valuable. Like, mm-hmm. where can I shave things off? What is excess that isn't bringing me joy, that isn't making me a better person, that isn't encouraging me or whatever and you realized what you truly needed and what you didn't mm-hmm. but you think that's why it was part of i didn't i didn't miss it <laughs> what what are what did you unleash i think it also helped you evaluate who your people were like yes. who really mm-hmm. you were friends with and who was close to you mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. oh there's a Hi, very William. post Pause. Okay, unpause. <laughs> Resume. <laughs> Poor little guy. I know. I had a distraught four-year-old. Just a little bit of real life right there. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, Angela was saying that it helped you figure out who your people were too. Right? Like you figured out who your core group was. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I know... Like I had a wide group of acquaintances at church or people who I thought were friends. Mm-hmm. And it turns out like that's really like when push when comes to shove the fan. <laughs> or that yeah. you, you have fewer friends than you think mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. And that's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Absolutely. Right. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is during times of pandemic and crisis <laughs> <laughs> that you learn who is truly there for the nitty gritty I think in the in the first part of the pandemic, there was this frantic, like, let's all keep in touch. And, you know, social media was buzzing and texting back and forth. But as it kind of grew on, everybody kind of get withdrew mm-hmm. and you're self-evaluating everything. And then who you actually took time to socialize with, because it was laborious to socialize, <laughs> was a very, a very yeah. small number. Yeah. And so that can affect church when when we could go back like do you really do i need all of you anymore i know you weren't there 
As someone who didn't go to church before the pandemic, <laughs> I can't relate specifically to that. Um, but I can with like the general concept of it, mm -hmm. like it kind of making you reevaluate, look at to your point, like who's important to you and who are your people. Um, but I've, you know, not really felt the need for or desire to be in church for quite some time now. I remember having a conversation with mom. I was like, I feel way more um, spiritual or whatever you want to call it, like on a hike or in mm -hmm. the mountains or outdoors. Mm -hmm. Like I feel way more connected to God or this universal energy or whatever it is you identify mm -hmm. as a how higher power um, being like outside by myself mm -hmm. yeah. than any and any moment I've ever been inside of a church. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't think anyone really needs it. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> there I, was a test kidding. once. I remember I took it and I had mom and dad take it. I remember I might have asked Heather, but it was different ways that you connect and worship. And one of them was through nature. One was through liturgy, like people who connect by study or mm -hmm. just the ritual of a service. Um, one was through song or the arts, like there's, or one was through study. So there's different ways that people connect. And I think not being able also to connect and to have that meeting in person every week forced everyone to figure out how to connect another way. And then everybody was online and then you get used to that. And then when life opens up and is normal, it's like, well, I've learned a new normal. And I can do all these other things and go to church yeah, online, so I don't really need that anymore. I don't know. So then I have a question. As someone not part of the church, do you feel like it's just the act of going to church, or do you feel like people are less religious in general? Mm. I think the act of going to church. Okay. Personally. Does MSNBC have anything to say about that <laughs> nuanced detail? No, they don't. I okay. think what they hit on that I think y'all have not really talked about is <laughs> – No, no. I mean it, it, <laughs> your own reasons are obviously very valid, mm -hmm. but that's not the primary reasons that they give, at least some of the reasons they give, have to do a lot with my own personal thing. And this is a little more – all right, I should have some disclaimers. I knew slash still know and am, uh, would consider myself friends with – people who are still very involved in church mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I love them and I respect them. And I think if they find meaning in that, then I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. no ill will towards anybody. Um, but there was, I think the pandemic, I, I'll say this, probably the last six years plus six to seven years has brought out um, specifically with, Trump mm -hmm. and then with the the churches or at least a lot of conservative Christians responses to the pandemic mm -hmm. it was painful for me I feel like and that sounds really you know, call me a snowflake or whatever mm -hmm. but but it was there was a lot of just I don't know I saw Christians who had preached one message my whole life mm. seeming to not demonstrate mm. on a pretty broad scale mm -hmm. adherence to those mm -hmm. principles. Mm -hmm. And like specifically it would be with like, you know, churches. My thought would be when the pandemic started, yes, obviously we think as Christians and churchgoers, whatever, it's very valid and important for us to gather together and encourage one another and share our, you know, mm -hmm life, whatever, mm -hmm. with these people. But during a pandemic, uh, my feeling was the most loving thing we can do is not do that, mm -hmm. you know? And it's hard and it's a challenge mm -hmm. and whatever, but there was a whole lot of stuff, especially very early on. And then there was obviously mm -hmm. a pretty decent sized segment of the church during that just sort of refused to adhere to these things that were mm -hmm. being told, like, hey, this is... Mm -hmm. These are the things that need to happen. These are how we protect one another. It's how we show love to our neighbors right now is by not gathering together. Mm -hmm. So I think there was a lot of that that was hard. And 
obviously I look at everything through the lens of an ICU nurse and I yeah. get it that my perspective is going to be skewed to a certain degree. Um, but my reality is I go to work every day and I just see people dying mm -hmm. constantly. I, you know, saw a mom, a dad and their 21 year old daughter all die in the same ICU oh, over the course of leaving two young teen, like a teenager and a, I think eight year old left to be raised by aunts and uncles and sort of walk away from that. And then to see a lot of conservative Christians be like, I'm not wearing my mask. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm like, y'all don't know, you know, mm -hmm. there was and a it, betrayal. It, it felt, I think like, I mean, stop me if I'm speaking out of turn, but I've, I watched you, and I felt like you were betrayed by people that, you know, you had had some love and respect for and who I think we would have expected something different. And so on multiple levels, yeah. there was just kind and of And you would have expected that based on who they claimed to be. Correct. Mm. And but so I, I want to be clear, though, not any specific people you no, know but it's, oh. it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a broad collective. it's yes. a broad thing not a yeah. like this one person but did this, this or this right. one person yes this well, is who you claim to be christians yes uh, i mean we're, we're speaking mm -hmm. generally on that like people mm -hmm. who claim to be christians and claim to believe these things yes and live these things and like that's you know i i guess what or what i'm hearing you yeah. say um and that just in watching this unfold through the pandemic, it just really solidified what I felt, you know, I had already kind of realized that I think a lot of mm -hmm. people who identify as Christians and who do go to church, um, I don't necessarily think that it's, I think it's because it's how you grew up. Like we live in, you know, the U.S. and that's the the main religion sure. and so you grow up going and like you say you believe it but again when shit hits the fan mm -hmm. you see the people who are really in it and the people who aren't and like the people in my life who have you know not stepped foot in a church their whole lives were some were some of the people who gave the most during that time yeah and i think that's where personally i started realizing like if i had you know we always categorize people right but if i had to put people in lumps, I would say. The people that I was closer to that were more involved in church, maybe more conservative, maybe in a lot of ways mirrored my political beliefs or whatever, were the ones who, to me, were very off base and missing the point, not mm -hmm. demonstrating love, not showing compassion for the fellow man, and the people who were the what in church we would probably say were like the bad people on the outside <laughs> mm -hmm. were the ones who were like, no, they got it. Like these people yeah. get it. And yeah. that was kind of the gateway. I think that's where you start. Okay, wait a second. Like mm -hmm. the rose colored glasses have come off. All right. Mm -hmm. We need to start looking at some things. We need to start reevaluating what is going on. Mm -hmm. And, it's, and it, that is kind of the beginning. Yeah. But I would say, and that's where, again, it started for me, I think, even before then. I think yeah. that started to solidify things. And I'm sure we have many listeners who probably loved Trump and probably look forward to him being reelected, which he probably will be. And Really? Didn't he just get indicted? Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think all accomplishments, not accomplishments of his aside, I think we saw a man who at the very least was a very – like most of the attributes you would pin on him would be very counter biblical, right. counter <laughs> counter Christ, you know. Right. And it's like counter. so to see so many people anti Christ. Just maybe not the best, maybe not the most moral human. I'm not saying right, the people. Yeah. I'm not saying the people he ran against were the most moral people either. No. I'm. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that's when I started being like, how how are we not – like I'd be okay if you just said like, yeah, I think his political policies and his policies on economics and whatever are going to be more beneficial for me and my family, and that's why I'm voting for him. All right, respect, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But I think it was when I felt like the 
Christians were the ones who were coming to defense of this guy like he's some great guy and the second coming honestly yes. mm-hmm. and that's where I just was scary. like he just I mean I guess we can never underestimate how much we indoctrinate our own children into anything that we believe because I think just by nature we kind of do but like I rarely would sit down with Jude and like talk about politics or talk about Trump, but he would come home from school just being like, "Did you hear what Trump said?" And he would, uh-huh. you know, like, "Oh well, yeah." The boys and would he be was like, bothered he's a bully. by it. He's it's a bully. playground. Yeah. It's playground he's chatter. He's not nice these to days. people. And I'm like, no, he's really not nice. He calls people names. It's not nice. And like, they were figuring it out. We weren't saying <laughs> anything. But yes, the pandemic really. Uh, don't know i'm thankful i'm i'm thankful for it on this side it opened my eyes to a lot and started me on a journey that i'm okay being on Mm -hmm. which is what (laughs) i don't know i don't have all the answers i um i feel like i'm starting from scratch Mm -hmm. you know i just my eyes are open i'm ready to learn and grow and i am not just regurgitating what i've been told i'm no longer doing what's just been expected of me. I'm not doing anything based on compulsion. I feel like, you know, I've said before, like I almost envy the super casual Christian because they've never Mm. had an experience like Mm. I have. Like it it has always been this extreme sacrifice of mind, body, Mm -hmm. soul, energy, Mm -hmm. church has been. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I've known it. Mm -hmm. And there's this pressure. You show up on Sunday. There's no good excuse to not be there on Sunday. And you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. And it it, it was a full body experience Mm -hmm. always for all my life. Mm -hmm. And... I feel free from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I'm starting over with no pressure, no expectation. And that was scary for like the first year. And I'm not scared of that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm allowing myself the space and the grace to not know mm-hmm. what yeah. I think or believe right now and <laughs> just figure it out well, as I go. That's amazing. One of the things I think. And we, all of this is stuff that we've talked about, so I guess we're talking to the listeners right now. But, you know, Heather and I have two boys, probably well documented on here, that are adopted, and they're both from South Korea. And I feel like in a lot of ways, Christianity in America at least is sort of like a birthright. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thought always goes back to my boys that, like, if they were – raised in Korea, yes, there's obviously there's a decent sized Christian population there, but chances are they probably would have been raised Buddhist. They could have been raised, you know, whatever, some other faith, Mm -hmm. some other belief system that as a Christian, you would say, okay, well, if they don't believe in Jesus Christ, therefore they are not going to heaven. Mm -hmm. And then I think, okay, they would have most likely been indoctrinated into one of those belief systems, just as I here in America was indoctrinated into a Christian belief system. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have just a very hard time being like, oh, well, thank God that, you know, (laughs) we rescued them to America so they could Mm be, I I don't know. It's just there's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to accept the fact that, you know, had they been born a few hundred miles north in North Korea, what are their chances then? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Sorry, they're just going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Atheism, probably. And there, there is, you know, and it's not, I would say, not a belief system that I didn't. That I didn't say that very clearly. It's a belief system that I did kind of adhere to for a mm-hmm. while of like, well, God's sovereign and, you know, he, he put them in the right place at the right time. But in the same way, then you're like, well, all those other people are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. sucks to be them. Either way, I just have a much harder time now accepting at the very least, the Christianity that I was raised with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've told you guys before, like, part of me would love to, at the end of this journey, end with like, yeah, I still love Jesus Christ and I believe in him. Maybe things are different than how I was taught, but maybe maybe there's still a tremendous value in, in believing in him and putting faith mm-hmm. in him and whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the, on the flip side, it's... You know, I 
I don't blame my parents. I don't blame any other people I was raised with. But when part of the gospel message is you believe in this person and this person alone, and if you don't believe in him, you'll be in hell for the, all of eternity and mm -hmm. tortured. And, you know, like, I mean, they, they paint a picture of a, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like no, being in this attic. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. quite as bad, but yeah. still really yeah. bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. yeah, you just, like, what kid can hear that mm. and be like, well, I just need some more time to, like, really mm -hmm. process this and work through it. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that belief with me. And mm -hmm. I'll definitely, you know, take that under consideration. <laughs> You trust your parents. You trust the adults that are in your life. And if that's what you're, they're telling you, you're pretty much going to believe it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, I don't know. I don't like that. It's important to give your kids space. <laughs> How many thumbs up do you give that? Heather? She gets it zeros. <laughs> I don't Zero like thumbs it. up. It's important to give your kids space to figure out what they believe mm -hmm. in, I think. And mm -hmm. I, that was George looking at me like, mm, no, I was I honestly hearing these crickets in the background. No, I, I know it just be, started. Be quiet, up. For, be quiet okay, for a second. Listen. Hold on, listen. Oh, it literally oh, just Oh my God. That's like the best, one of the best sounds of summer. It is. Those crickets hate you. Part of me was like, oh, we should. Is it locusts or crickets? Locust. Probably locusts. I never know the difference. Like we should probably we don't want it try to, to close crickets. the window, but no. that was very actually Unless they all soothing. fly in here at once. There's not a single breeze though. That not tree hasn't moved. No, but you know what? Our lymphatic systems are so happy right now because we're sweating mm -hmm. and that's so good. Mm -hmm. it's Heather good doesn't for sweat. Us. I am anyway, sorry. all right, you were saying, though. Um, I was saying it's important to give your children space to figure out what they believe. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't know. Well, I was, I'm thinking about I'm listening to y'all talk and figuring out how much to share. And I think one of the sad things for me as someone who has devoted service mm -hmm. in the church since I was 12, like more hours than mm. I could ever yes. count, is that. In the end, all that mattered was what I did in the church. Mm -hmm. Like, and when I couldn't do, I didn't matter mm -hmm. anymore. And I have experienced being on staff in a church mm -hmm. and being on staff um, outside of church. And there was more love and compassion in an environment where I was the only one who called myself a Christian. There was more um, kindness and understanding wow. than being on staff in a church. Yeah. And the level of judgment and cruelty, sadly, within a church is at a level like Christians are mm. not nice to each other. No. And I'm coming as a person who's has not been in church for a while. And I, I, I think my phrase that I've come up with is the church inside the walls and the church outside the walls. Mm -hmm. And I think the church outside of the walls is Healthier. where I've experienced <laughs> Jesus yeah. the most because yeah. I still mm -hmm. believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus and God. And I don't, I mean, it's it's just been sad. And also, I do think that the church inside the walls is a boys club, no matter what they say. Mm -hmm. oh, the patriarchy amen. reigns strong. Mm -hmm. Amen and to supreme. that. And it has nothing to do with horses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Ken. Okay. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Sorry. Nothing I to do with horses. I was wondering why I had no idea what I was talking <laughs> well, about. Well, yeah. Ken thought no, patriarchy yeah, was all about riding horses yeah. so and it wasn't <laughs> that's that's been for me so all right i'm 48 now i've had 48 years of believing that i have to believe this message so that i don't burn in hell mm -hmm. and as much as i'd like to say as like a 48 year old i'm over that and i'm like beyond the pull of that or mm -hmm. the I don't know, the psychological subconscious the elements of it, the influence of it, mm -hmm. I'm not. And so it's still right now terrifying for me to think of not believing it mm. because if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. then, oh my God. And then it's also, well, now we have our children. Mm -hmm. And if, I, if it's correct, if this message is true, then I absolutely should probably be like teaching them and like raising them in that way. Mm -hmm. But we're not. We're not, we're open to them exploring it on their own, but we're at this point where we are currently mm -hmm. on this day, not really raising them in that faith system. And so it's. But they know, they know they and know. they're aware. And we're raising them to be 
kind humans who look out for others, mm-hmm. who mm. stand up for the oppressed, mm. who forgive. Okay. Who, but, but I'm saying it's. But the thing is, is it at at its core, it's just being a decent human being. Mm-hmm. I know, but hold on. What would you have said about that five years ago, ten years ago? I understand, well, but no, this is where, like, for the, the listener, what would you have said? You would have been terrified that they hadn't said a prayer. Yes, it'd be like, oh god. Well, no, but it's it, it's it would... faith without works, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, it's not faith without works. It's, it's sorry, works. sorry, yes, works. It's works-based salvation. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, that you, you is, can be a good person all day long, mm-hmm. but it counts for nothing. But it counts for nothing if you don't believe in this. Uh-huh. Right. person and accept them as Which your savior I don't, and whatever. Especially for children, I don't agree with because the ki- kids don't even have that capability yet. Of being like, good? No, to like, <laughs> no, I'm being good She's because right. Jesus was good first. That's not what kids are thinking. Like, you just teach them good, basic how to be a decent human being. And so I don't feel like we're failing our kids because they're still getting mm-hmm. the same tools and skills to be someone who can contribute to society mm-hmm. and do amazing things for the world. Yeah. I don't feel, I, I understand we're kind of in different places, but I don't feel a fear or worry that we're failing our children in any way because they are still learning to be good humans. Mm-hmm. And that's all we need from them right now. And then if and when they ask questions and they want to know more, exploring faith in any kind of way, I will always be there. Yeah. I will support them, but... I am not going to shove it down their throats mm-hmm. and convince them of something and have mm-hmm. them believe me just because I'm their parent. No. And because then, I've seen what that can do. And then have them grow up and move away mm-hmm. and potentially have a crisis of faith. And then you're not there for good, thoughtful conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? You know what's interesting about all this is our 17-year-old son with autism is was ahead of us on the journey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, oh, Sam. for real, though, he like, was. again, all while we're like taking him to church and teaching him about Jesus and whatever, he's in the car after church being like, yeah, like God is a, a, a myth that parents teach their children to get them to act right. I mean, or something <laughs> like that. Like he has, you know. He said he's like used a, like a Santa Claus, like a big scary yeah. thing. Yeah. So that kids will do what their parents say because they're scared. Mm. And that's how he processed what was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, you know, you're allowed. Even then, I was like, you're allowed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to be respectful that other people might feel differently. Sure. You know, and so I'm not going to, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to force you to believe something you don't believe. Yeah. But he didn't. And he he would go to church and he'd be fine. It's not like he yeah. was making trouble in class. He mm-hmm. would go, but he's like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying it. <laughs> like, okay. But I love that you are respectful mm-hmm. of what he believes. Mm-hmm. Because, and he felt safe to tell you mm-hmm. there's two good things in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, um, going back to what you were saying about struggling now with thinking about the ideology that there's only one way to enlightenment or there's only one way and one religion that will get you in contact with the one true God. Like that was the main thing that made me step away from religion altogether. Mm-hmm. Like in my <clears throat> mid late twenties to where I pretty much would consider myself an atheist literally until listen, listeners, <laughs> <laughs> you literally like walked through my personal enlightenment, but until my Reiki session Mm-hmm. last month but just let me explain because I, I'm 99.9% of the time like really silly and sarcastic and ridiculous but honestly I would have considered because I could not reconcile my childhood faith with my adult logic I threw everything out mm-hmm. I threw all of it out and I said because I cannot and will not believe this then nothing must be real and nothing mm-hmm. must be true. And I am an atheist now. And mm-hmm. that's nothing. We are mm-hmm. like animals. We live and we die and that's it. And I, for the first time in my entire life, during that session, experienced something outside of myself. I experienced something powerful and something bigger than me mm-hmm. um, that I could not explain. And I still don't know that I can explain it or put it into words, but I know that it was 
it was a greater power. Mm-hmm. And if you want to call it God, if you want to call it universal energy, whatever it is, what it did for me was it opened up my eyes. It opened up my brain. It gave me like a sense of my higher self, what you might call your Holy Spirit mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. But it put me in tap with it. And for the first time, I got it. And it actually made me more compassionate about people who are really adamant about their faith because I finally felt maybe what they're feeling and maybe they're not feeling that maybe it is just what they've been taught to say and they're afraid not to believe it so they're Mm -hmm. very adamant and like you know sometimes like the things that you doubt the most but you think that you should know Mm -hmm. like you'll you'll just like double down Mm -hmm. yeah um but I, I don't know but like if it is in fact if they're feeling those things they claim they feel I finally get it Mm -hmm. and I think that there are multiple paths to enlightenment and I think it's absurd to think that there's only one way especially to your point when you look at it just depends on where you're born and religion Mm -hmm. is I mean when you break it down it's the same thing it's be a good person treat people well there's evil in this world people are going to try to use it for evil obviously man in their I mean uh I want to be good but honestly with religion I think it's more of a power and control thing have come up with a list of rules and come Mm -hmm. up with religions and come up with things that have excluded everyone and it's just us who know what's real Mm -hmm. um and that's the part where it's just a double-edged sword because I think you can you can use these religions to like reach this amazing place where you are in contact with and and have access to the power that can enrich your life Mm -hmm. and like make you more connected to people and make you more appreciative of this universe and Mm -hmm. everything that you have. Um, But the part that really sucks is that people cannot accept that it's different for everyone and we cannot be there for each other on these journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just throw them out because Mm -hmm. they, they, they don't believe exactly as we believe like we're so blind to see no look at this human look at their sacrifice Mm -hmm. look at what they do for other people Mm -hmm. look at how they live their lives look at their gratitude and their love that Mm -hmm. beams out of them and to just completely check your brain at the door and say no but they're gonna burn in hell for eternity because they don't believe what i believe so that's what makes me so sad i know i told heather this and i might have told you guys but one like a big sort of moment for me on this journey was probably five or six months ago in the ICU and it was very routine and something I've probably seen a dozen times or more at least you know but it was a Middle Eastern Muslim family and the patient was a you know dad of the family and he had had an open heart surgery he was probably in his mid to late 60s and he had two sons who took turns staying with him round the clock overnight. One would spend the night, the other one would go home and sleep. They'd switch out, whatever. And one morning I watched the son walking his dad around the ICU with his hand on his back and just like very, like had his arm, his hand under his elbow and a hand on his back and was just very gently like helping him down the hallway. And I had this like, wow, that's beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. he loves his dad so much. You can just tell there's a respect there. There's a love. And then in my mind, I was like, what a what a beautiful act. And then I go back to a, a doctrine or a belief that exists, maybe not in all Christians, but we've all probably heard it a lot that, yeah, but all of their good deeds are self selfishly motivated because they don't have Christ. They don't have mm-hmm. Jesus. Therefore, what he's doing isn't beautiful. He's just, I don't know, like... Mm-hmm. Yes, it is it, it. the way we it's were ick. taught is <laughs> yes. that it was it said in the Bible it was like filthy rags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's done without Their good works are filthy Christ, rags. You know, and I'm just like that so we thought anyone who was good but wasn't a Christian who was doing good things, it was all worthless. I mean, that's what I thought growing up. Well, yeah. they seem like good people, but mm, they don't really love each other because that's not real love because they don't know the love of Christ. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it was awful but you told me too about someone it was like a monk or something oh yeah oh yeah that and was they several like years doing ago. like this beautiful prayer as he was dying mm. and he was like it was the most it was moving. a okay it was a buddhist 
I, I don't understand how it all works because I thought they didn't have families, but this guy was a Buddhist monk. Mm-hmm. And well, they he, have to come from somewhere, like a mom. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't get married. No. Uh, uh, Either way, uh, <laughs> yes, that's a, that, that is a reasonable point, though. They could have brothers and so sisters. <laughs> this guy was dying at a ripe old age. He was mm-hmm. ill, but he was with it. And they had made the decision he was going to be on comfort care. And he had a bunch of his monk buddies. <laughs> I assume that's what he called them. Come in the hospital and they were in the room as was his family, like children, grandchildren, maybe great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, and the monks were all chanting and it was beautiful. Like I say what you want. If you're still very firmly in the Christian camp, musically mm-hmm. it was beautiful it just well, sounded lovely it was soothing it was very calming whatever i loved it and then as that was all going on his children and grandchildren one by one were coming to the bed and he was like leaning up and speaking into their oh, ears and like saying wow. prayers over or blessings me, oh. to every one of them and again yeah it's like mm-hmm. and even then i just i came home from work mm-hmm. i think that day and i told you i was like and i was much further back in this mm-hmm. journey at that point in time, I was like, I don't know how to reconcile it all, but that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And I, as an ICU nurse, value a beautiful, dignified passing mm-hmm. yeah, more than just about anything. Because I yeah. see so many where it's like the family, and bless them, they can't come to terms with it and mm-hmm. we have to let them go out with us doing chest compressions on oh. a 98 year old woman who was yeah. had no chance of survival, you know, yeah. like yeah. that happens mm-hmm. routinely. So to have somebody accept that, yes, yes I'm going to die. Yes. Please keep me comfortable as I pass, but I want this to be yeah. meaningful and I want to say goodbye to all my people, you know, like mm-hmm. it was. <sighs> Enchanting. It sends vibrations through the body mm-hmm. that help to help it communicate and balance energies and to help you focus and meditate and be present on what is going on. And that's one of the things when I, you know, we talk about crystals and this and that, but like about demystifying things mm-hmm. where you hear mm-hmm. chanting, like, you know, as a child, I would have thought it was like yeah, of the devil satanic. or whatever. Yeah. 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 But it's literally just being in your body. And like feeling and focusing Mm -hmm. and meditating and even just the hum of it through Mm -hmm. your body is like were they saying ohm? Were they like doing a chant? It was a chant. Okay. It was anyways. Yeah. Just two cents. No, but it it's like things that just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it's wrong. I know. It's and that's what I'm breaking free from. And this is what people (laughs) like I'm so glad are finally seeing. Mm -hmm. And I think because they saw that what was Mr. Rogers like when something horrible is happening like look for the good look for the people doing the good right yeah mm-hmm. like when you look happen for the to helpers. see look for the helpers yeah. mm-hmm. the majority of the helpers aren't coming from inside that church it's just it's yeah. very eye-opening and I think it's well they might be there a, for each other but they're not there for the ones truly well yeah. and all right I, not all. I know as a whole I know I just I would never want what we're talking about now I would I'd hope it would be perceived as a very honest, we're sharing our mm-hmm. personal journey and where we yeah. are right now and not judging anybody who's not where we are. No. Yeah. Because honestly, saying, all four of us, I think, are on <laughs> different levels. You know, it's. I have not experienced personally. Yeah. A religion where there is a true helping of people that are truly different and on completely different paths in life. And it's more of a community of the same mind Mm -hmm. as opposed to going outside that circle. That has been my personal experience. That doesn't mean every single person in the church I went to behaved that way, but as a whole, my personal experience has not. Like, I, I feel like my exposure to people is different now. My mind is open. My heart is open to all different types of people because I can learn from them. We don't yeah. have to be the same. Yeah. And I, you know, I was, it was sort of this, I've always had the mindset of, well, you can be friends with someone who's not a, a Christian, but you can't be best friends because eventually mm-hmm. they'll corrupt you. Mm-hmm. But those can't be your close friends. 
And I'm, you know, and that has been the mindset, but mm-hmm. I have met people that wouldn't, they might say, you know, they're Christians, but they have nowhere near the kind of, you know, intensity that we did. Mm-hmm. And they have been some of the kindest, authentic human beings I've ever met. So I'm just. We need less intense Christians. <laughs> but I, I need people to, to chill. I do yeah. have people in my life who are Christians mm-hmm. who have loved me so well, mm-hmm. but it has been outside the church. Yeah. Not, you know, like I have been carried and taken care of beautifully the past couple years, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really from within the church. Yep. Well, and that's why, you know. But but for people who were very strong in faith. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. When we were. Yes. Agreed. Important distinction, mm-hmm. just from me, too. When we were super plugged into church, you know, you'd always hear about, like, the underground church in China and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And assuming it exists as we knew it to mm-hmm. exist, my guess is it's probably a much healthier it's what church was intended to be, honestly. Right. And I would know mm-hmm. we probably don't even want to go there. Yeah. But it wasn't intended as a business. Right. Honestly. And it's definitely, I will say that unapologetically, mm-hmm. it has <laughs> dangerously become a business and a production. And when mm-hmm. I was on staff at a church, I was guilty for trying to help make that happen, mm-hmm. you know, because I would mm-hmm. see the churches that were successful and the music that moved me, whatever. And I was like, we need that. We need bigger sound systems. We need better lights and mm-hmm. we need louder guitars and we need this and that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't know. Yeah. So. No. And I too have friends that are Christians that are amazing people. So I'm not lumping them into, it's it's hard to talk about the church and yeah. not make it sound like you're targeting a specific person, mm-hmm. but it's just, there's always going to be, one-offs that you know or sometimes multiple are not (laughs) yeah we're not behaving that way but if i had Mm -hmm. to classify you know if i had to generalize what my experience has been that has been my experience Mm -hmm. i'm not lumping in every friend that i have Mm -hmm. that we have some wonderful churchgoers still that yes and i'm not in church with them and they're still precious friends to me Mm -hmm. but and we say things like precious friends. <laughs> but it's not like there's 25 of them, you know, like it, it's a, it's a night, it's just a small little handful of people that have hung is on. That, is that leftover from our church days? Precious. Precious. Yeah, they just, they abide. They abide. They abide. Precious. They abide? Oh God, I'm so hot. It's real. I My... literally just started cooling off. No, you couldn't have that tree. Uh, can I see this real quick? You're Hold sitting on. on a pillow. I should have because uh, I, my oh no, we, is, I have ass sweat. This is it's going to be good. This is where I start panicking. Have to wipe down so, stuff. um, I this think is this also was, very serious. This was good. Should we pause and try to come back with something funny to end things? I don't know, Danielle. Just, like, do you have any wits? Why are you workshopping? Oh God, <laughs> he's workshopping it. Do I have any? I don't have any wits. All right, how about this? We come back. Okay. We do a last segment, ten minutes, topless. Gratuitous boobs. <laughs> oh, gratuitous boobs. How many minutes is gratuitous? I mean, that's what I don't quite well, get. Well, wait, did they sit naked in a chair and smoke they cigarettes? They did. They were sitting naked. He was cross legged. So Ew. you just saw a lot of thigh. Uh. You didn't see, ah, you didn't so see so anything nice. of him oh. that was gross. Can other I ask than you a question? Yeah. Did, was his tan even or did he have like underwear? Uh, he was very whiteness? pale. So Oppenheimer didn't treat his body very well They're he didn't not, eat a lot yeah, and he was a lot of cigarettes a man of pallor and a lot <laughs> a lot of cigarettes yeah uh, so he didn't look well he didn't have tan lines <laughs> i don't think any men at that time had white, tan lines so, just yeah, everything was yeah. should he not have sat naked yeah. in a chair potentially it didn't it wasn't that off-putting and again it wasn't that long of a scene i mean they were chatting mm. about stuff but i don't know and a lot of times it wasn't like, you knew she was still naked, but it was just showing, like, from her cleavage up, like, not mm, nipple. Yeah. It wasn't all nipple all day. <laughs> all um, nipple all day. That's, I don't know. That's our I just, podcast title. It'll really so throw people <laughs> off because it's not at all. Nipples yeah, right. for days. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hey, yeah. no, nobody swear, by the way, because we haven't, <gasps> nobody's, nobody's sworn yet. Oh, wow. And oh, we, then we, we can like I could I could put this on social media and be like, I would love for y'all to listen to this. There's um, no E. There's no E. I don't have to no put an E rating e. on it. No. Wow. Holy mother. No, Part of it. 
know. Now I just feel like a compulsion to swear. Uh-oh. <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Um, so. All right. We're done here. Oh, we're done? I think, I think so. so. We? It's hot. It's been... 50 minutes. I've kind of it settled has? into like yeah. a it's good like sweat now. Five zero. Yeah. This is too long now. Too, yeah. too yeah. much. I'm done. Oh, yeah. There's hey, no can, other segment. Can I have a thought <sighs> that I say? No, this is, you'll like this. Okay. Those cicadas remind me of this thought. Mm-hmm. Are cicadas okay. the same as locusts? Yes. Locusts, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I think, aren't locusts grasshoppers? No. no, they're gra- grasshoppers or grasshoppers. Locusts have shells, baby. I don't know. I don't know. Is I don't know about. I don't know about exoskeletons. You do a locust. So, um, <gasps> oh, am I right? Locusts are a type of short-horned grasshopper. That's what I thought. Thank you. Boom. I wasn't willing wow. to die on that hill, but I thought I was right. No, I'm so confused wow. now. But they have shells. Okay. Well, that, just well, a grasshopper. That makes sense because you know because of you know Pharaoh. <laughs> so, exactly. so we're listening to the cicadas. We're not okay, listening to. Locusts. So can I get back to my point? Yeah. I guess. Well, that was important. When it is cool outside, mm-hmm. in like cool like euphoric beautiful that first cool of the year mm, like yeah. 40 we're gonna uh, 65 50-ish 50s Ooh, to 60 okay. 50s to low 60s all right okay. okay we're gonna take this gear outside and we're gonna record an episode in Ooh. your backyard Ooh, Ooh, i would that love that can we just do it up here with the window open like now also that because that's a lot of work. Less laborious. Know, it's a lot but... of work for you. It's a lot of work for him. And you got knobs. And then we don't want to hear you complaining. <laughs> we'll hear more like lawnmowers. I know. I will. Mm-hmm. But, and airplanes. But if we're outside trains. and it's just we're saying, hey, we're recording outside tonight in the cool mm. fall air. There won't be at night. There you, won't be lawnmowers at night. Yeah, you accept. Mm-hmm. The, it would be a night okay. recording. Yeah. You accept okay. the noise and just be fine with <gasps> Ooh, it. I have and a like, lot of in questions. In the pitch dark, it could be kind of scary. It'll scared. be a spooky oh Halloween episode. Oh, yes. Okay, I think. Oh, I like this. Okay. We could have like a look. We could have flashlights under our faces. <laughs> we could tell ghost stories. Maybe we'll get a. She took it too. Y'all have a solo stove or something. We'll get. A could you all buy oh, a that solo is stove? So bougie. I mean, we also have a one. Komodo Joe. <laughs> well, we're not going to use a grill. <laughs> Greg, we can use a grill. Greg, we have an outdoor fireplace. No, no. What do you want it for? He wants like you a, fire a fire pit. A, a fire pit. He wants a fire pit. We but don't a, want the fireplace that's a, outside. A solo Joe. Well, I was thinking in the middle of the backyard. <laughs> Where are we going to clamp our microphones? Oh, on the stove. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Good talk. Mm, okay. Oh. Good night. Well, goodbye. Okay. okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Attic Breakdown. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, leave us a rating and a nice review. We love hearing from you, so call us at 469-389-2773 with topic ideas, comments, or just to say hi.